live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You don't yeah, change, change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode. The world is changing quickly. Joined, as always, is my co-host on the side of the screen there, Jeffrey Wilson, the brains of the operation. Jeffrey, how are you today? I am doing well, champ. I am doing well. Anxious to have this conversation with these two gentlemen who's been dealing with the... Uh, a little bit of the Stasi over there on the East Coast. No doubt, Stasi. Stasi, they are dealing with. And uh, we've got as guests Frank Trimbetti and Ian Smith, owners of Attilus Gym out there in New Jersey. And look, these guys just want to make a living. A living that everybody considers themselves essential when it comes to feeding their family. And these guys obviously realize that, and it is their right as Americans, their constitutional right to pursue their their happiness and making a living and taking care of their families. And by God. Uh, they are uh, doing their best to do that and stand up to the powers that be. And the, those powers are elected powers. Remember that. We gave them the power. We can take it away. Uh, so, Frank and Ian, we want to welcome you guys to the Conspiracy Farm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I want to ask you guys, you know, give us a, give us kind of a, a chronological uh, breakdown uh, from the time the the uh, lockdown started out uh, to when you guys finally, you know, had a conversation and said, we got to open this thing back up because we got to pay our bills, man. And then... And then the responses that you've gotten from the governor of New Jersey. Well, it, it all started, obviously, everybody knows back on uh, March 16th. Um, we were actually told at 8 o'clock at night that all gyms uh, must close to the public and remain closed to the public, along with a lot of other businesses. Um, right away when we were told that, I myself did some research and actually reached out to a couple of lawyers because I actually believe that we were allowed to be open based on the verbiage of the executive order 107-4-C, uh, which stated that gyms had to close to the public and remain closed to the public. And I do not let the public in. The public actually means all members of a country or a community where I actually have members. And once you pay for a membership, you actually segregate yourself from being a part of the public and you're actually a, pri a private member. And I, I believed at that time that we were allowed to be open anyway, along with some violations of our constitutional rights. Um, the lawyers told me I was crazy to, to even think about taking on the government at that time because um, it would be nothing but bad publicity. But they did say you have some good points. Um, then we go to March 17th, day one of the lockout. Ian is in the, our gym um, working out by himself. I, I decided that I'm going to start renovating the front because we want to do some changes at the front of the gym anyway. And early afternoon, a police officer came in and actually said that somebody had taken a picture of Ian training in his own gym, sent it to the Board of Health, and the Board of Health had actually sent the local police in, threatened us with a $50,000 fine and a loss of our business license if we did not cease and desist what we were doing. And they were telling us we're not even allowed to train in our own gym. So you want to take a look? Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That was, uh, that was our first sort of interaction with, with all of this. Um, you know, we, we complied with the shutdown and, uh, you know, we, we were trying to stay busy in the gym, you know, cause that's what we love. You know, Frank and I spend no less than 80 hours, if not upwards of a hundred hours a week, you know, uh, building our business from day one, you know, that's just kind of who we are. So that was our first interaction. And that kind of, that kind of spooked us a little bit, um, because we really, 
we didn't understand this whole situation yet. Um, so we backed off for a little while and, and, you know, just kind of sat and waited and we looked into these loans and these grants that they said we were going to be there. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, um, there was definitely no grant money. Um, but the, the loans had all sorts of sort of requirements that you had to meet. Uh, one of them was that you have to be in business for a full business year uh, or a full year. And we were only on month 10. And that's even though we paid our taxes last year and we've done everything right as a business, you know, we're incorporated. Um, and then the other was that uh, a lot of the loans were for payroll and Frank and I do most of the work. Uh, our family members help us run the gym. Uh, we have members who kind of volunteer. So none of that money was made available, um, you know, and, and we got through the first month uh, and we sat by and the frustration started to mount uh, as, as no clear game plan to reopen um or help us as small businesses was emerging and it just every day it looked more and more like political warfare that the uh the middle class and small businesses were kind of ransom in um you know and then and when when he says that we sat there we we sat there thinking about everything but at the same time we were putting a plan in motion of yeah. our we were looking at based on our industry how we could become cdc compliant how we could actually practice social safe social distancing and putting a plan together and then when when they actually extended it where it was going to go over two months um we actually decided at that time that okay that was our time and what we did at that point is we actually went to the local police and actually and we we literally said to them say look they asked for two weeks on may 16th we will have given them two months if on may 8th they have not actually given us a plan of how we're going to reopen and and have any kind of plan we are going to set into motion our plan starting on may 11th to open on may 18th the local police said that you guys have been great with the community you've helped us out a lot this and the other thing um you know they wished us luck and said that they would only give us a hard time if the powers that be above them said they had to and, and we literally said we we expect to be arrested because they you know they they believe that these are laws and they're not we believe they're unconstitutional so right, right, may, right. may 8th came along and uh they had no plan so on may 11th um that week the weekend of, of may 8th we we finished um writing down our, our specific plan and what our motive was with everything and on uh Monday, May 11th, Ian put a video out there talking about, and, and we, we proposed this as a safe reopening of New Jersey and the United States. We are, it's about all small businesses. This wasn't in, in the beginning um, about our gym. This was about everybody getting back to normal. This was about, you know, I want to be able on my way home, stop at the bar, watch a game, have a burger, yell at the guy next to me because he's acting like a fucking idiot, you know. And I can, <laughs> when I got home, when I get home, I can, I can deal with the the pandemic more in in a, in a better light. I want every, you know, somebody's wife to be able to go out and get their nails done, you know. You, you know, it's like every business is essential, and we they, we we put it out there as that, and. We, when we first planned this, we literally thought that we were hoping to get one media source to actually cover us the next Monday on the 18th when we were going to open up. We, neither one of us, he's a little bit political, but I've never been political in any way whatsoever. And, and when I say non-political, 
my, my joke is I thought the blue states were bordered by water and the red states weren't, you know, <laughs> because, I, because I, I, I truly don't care. It's not about and especially in a time like this, when you're dealing with a pandemic and they're saying it's about a virus. Um, wh why does politics actually have to get it? What does it make the difference whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat? Let me stop you real quick, Frank, because you're, you're absolutely right. This is not political at all. What this is, is. Look, politicians on the left and the right all voted for these massive trillion-dollar bailouts uh, yep. and are bailing out their buddies and corporations and the banks and everybody else. And small businesses, family-owned businesses are being destroyed. Farms are being destroyed. Right. This is about destroying and making, making tens of millions more Americans dependent on a universal Correct. wage from the government. This is not – this has nothing to do – with a pandemic, whether this was created in a laboratory, which we have a lot of facts that lean that way or not, it doesn't matter. They, the government does not have the right to destroy our lives and take away our livelihood. It does never, not matter. They do not have that right. Never let a good crisis go to waste, as they say. That's what they say. I literally, I literally told Ian right away when they, when when they shut us down for two weeks and then eleven days later had already passed a two point six trillion dollar um, stimulus package where they were going to give people six hundred dollars a week for free for 16 weeks. I told Ian at that time, I will not be surprised if normal businesses that they, that they consider non-essential will not open up until July. I said that right away. And I believe I'm still right. You know, it's like they have no plan. And that's why we had to put our plan in action because they don't want us to get back to work. And this yeah, is- and now, well, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, for us, you know, this, this was, um, you know, th this is, catastrophic for everybody and and as small business owners especially in a really tight-knit community you know we're experiencing it not only ourselves um you know but we frank's been in business in this area for 23 years i mean he knows every small business person in a 100 mile radius um and it's not even just about small businesses it's about individuals you know every time one of these small businesses close their doors um not only are individuals losing their jobs but the, the money that they would collect from being in business is being siphoned off to these big corporations. And that money never returns back to the communities of hardworking Americans. You know, every dollar that gets spent at Walmart does not come back to South Jersey. You know, whereas every dollar spent at, you know, your local, your local grocery store or your local barbershop or something like that, that money stays in the community and it, it, it keeps the community, um, alive and thriving and and you're watching these these businesses shutter and all these big box places have been allowed to operate with impunity um with with laughable safety measures you know they right. they, they slap a mask on your face and throw some wipes at the front door and they're they're essential and they're safe you know so our our idea was you know if they can do that and be safe you know, if, if the government and the people in charge are saying, OK, well, it's, it's relatively safe for you to walk into a Walmart with a mask on and some hand wipes. Why can that not be uh, duplicated across the board for every small business? You know, why, why can't you slap a mask on and go get your nails done? You know, if you want to feel good about yourself or you like whatever it is. So our idea was to go so far above and beyond the current safety measures that it would be absurd in shutting us down. And we did. We went so far above and beyond. We were taking temperatures. We know every single person's um, name and when they walk through the door, what time. They've signed health waivers. They've signed health releases. Um, we have individual disinfectant bottles for each person. The entire gym is spread out, so nothing is within six feet of itself. 
We're operating at 20% capacity. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we're unmatched in the corporate world in these places that have been allowed to operate. And yet somehow we're still deemed as a threat to society. You know, well, not, to mention, yeah, not, to, not to mention, you know, people can go to Walmart and go shopping um, and, and buy all the junk food and, and be unhealthy. They can be, you know, forced to be locked down in their homes, you know, breathing recycled air constantly, which is horrible. You know, have to go in businesses with masks, which does cause respiratory issues, you know, recycled uh, carbon dioxide, your own carbon dioxide over and over and over yep. for, forever, how, however long. Look, I have, a, I have a respiratory issue. A lot of people don't know it. I'm not putting a mask on. I don't even care if they make it mandatory to wear a mask everywhere. Luckily, I'm in Iowa where they don't. But I'm telling you, if, if somebody told me I had to wear a mask and tried to force me to wear a mask, they're, they're going to get a massive front kick to the chest and get launched. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And so, you know, a gym, a gym where people can build up their immunity, where they can take, you know, buy supplements, because you guys are in your supplement store right now, Frank. Yes. yes. You know, and Ian, you know, they can get supplements, keep their bodies strong. Everything that would be productive in keeping their immune system strong is being shut down on you guys, literally, while people are shopping at the grocery store, buying, you know, from from the produce, produce section, section over to the meat section. Everything in between besides the water bottles is shit, right, in American grocery stores. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. The multinational corporations that poison toxic foods. You know they can stay open, but uh, but you guys that are promoting health, of course you can't. This is this is complete garbage. Yeah. Well, but again, it just just a part of this this whole this inversion of reality that you guys are articulating. You know, Walmart can open up, and you know everyone adheres to these you know health regulations, but somehow the small business can't do that. But yeah, they're I not mean, even adhering to health regulations. Yeah, that's it. That's well, no, it. exactly. The hypocrisy that there is no health regulations. They want to. They, they want to illegally track us. They want to actually put an app on us. They're spending money yeah, on people tracking. Yeah. I mean, we're having people fill out a health questionnaire, time stamping them. If somebody comes back and we find out two weeks later somebody actually got you know was texted COVID positive, we can go back on the time stamp and we know every single person that they came in contact with during that period of time. We actually installed a biometric facial recognition thermostatic actually scanner that actually if we wanted to actually recognize every individual we could actually activate that part of the software but we didn't we actually only doing it as a biometric scanner where you walk in you, you walk up with your face to it and it tells you exactly what your temperature is and actually if it goes above 100.4 you're actually locked out it'll go we put your name in and you can't come back for 48 hours and we know everybody that's coming in. We don't. They don't. You, anybody can walk into actually the dollar store, the you know the, the liquor store. They can, they, can, they can stand in line to get you know their marijuana. I mean, to, in my personal opinion, they want us fucked up in as high as possible, so they don't realize how bad they fucked this. You know, when this is all over, we wake up and say, "What the hell happened?" You know, so it's like, how is alcohol essential? You know, but going well, here is not. Well, just another part of it. I mean. Loans to you guys and small businesses, but trillions to the banks and corporations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mom and pops or whatever. Son being arrested uh, on a beach playing with his dog or a dad being arrested playing with his daughter. But these fucking criminals can be released from prisons, cut their ankle monitor off, go freaking rape and kill somebody. I mean, again, this this is, you know, they're not telling us blatantly we're trying to fuck you guys. But as we've been talking about for a couple of months now as with all of this, they're leaving no stone unturned. It's but a war. I, I They're coming after all of us. I believe they let the short-term uh, 
prisoners out on purpose because they wanted to avoid the lawsuits because they actually knew that actually they had uh, COVID was going to go rampant in the prison systems and they didn't want the actual the onslaught of the actual lawsuits that would come from somebody say hey, you couldn't protect Johnny Johnny actually did his time he only had three months left and he actually died from COVID actually because you couldn't protect him I honestly believe they let the short time criminals out because of that well, they got well that that and you know even private citizens the lawsuits they're going to come from this you know you got I don't know if you heard about the story uh, New Mexico the guy that wanted to open his gym or whatever it was fined sixty four thousand fucking dollars dude. I mean, we're, 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 we're probably there. And our, our first day, without even being open, we were threatened with $50,000 from the Board of Health. And I said, I want to see the paperwork. You know, they couldn't show me anything. We talked. Well, I called the attorney general. I got no answer. There's no paperwork. They were just bully tactics because they, they, they want us to all be sheep and sit there and not pay. Do as I say, not as I do. That's, you know, that's, plain and simple. That's one of one of the biggest things that bothered us, you know, circling back on the idea that, um the gym is a place of health. You know, you see these governors ignoring their own orders, you know, the mayor Bill de Blasio's making his daily trips to the gym, stuff like that, you know, and you got the, the lady in Michigan going to the hair salon and her excuses that she's in the public eye. You know, a lot of a lot of members come to our gym, not only for the physical benefits, but also for the mental benefits. And nobody, nobody wants to, to talk about how being socially isolated is extremely bad for the human psyche. You know, a lot of people are really struggling right now. You know, we have a lot of combat vets uh, or just even veterans in general who are in our gym, police officers as well, who see a lot of stuff. We're right next to Camden. You know, a lot of these people come into the gym to escape and, and sort of release a lot of the a lot of the stress and pressure and buildup. Yeah. And not only can they not do that, but you want them drinking to sort of uh, to, to dull those senses, which, you know, the, the research points to. Uh, all of the, the the negative mental effects from chronic drinking and, and chronic drug use, but they're they're almost pushing that on us um, and uh, under the terms of uh, of essential. And when you start just looking at everything that's going on, everything is so ass backwards that if 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 it doesn't start to alarm you, it's it, it's it's a scary thing because between letting criminals out and, and you know everything is turned up on side of its head they're letting criminals out of jail but they're making criminals out of law-abiding yes. citizens who are just trying to protect themselves you know they're they're deeming liquor stores and tobacco sales and 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 lottery ticket sales essential but stopping people from going to the doctor well now they're just allowing it a little bit but you know they're 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 telling you to stay home you know, in an emergency, you can get an abortion, COVID. but you can't get a colonoscopy. It's every everything is, is exactly everything is flipped up on its head, and it, it's 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 crazy because there's a huge part of the population that is buying it hook, line, and sinker. Um, yes. And you have them kind of turning against the other part of the population. You, you see these viral videos pop up where people are, you know, there was one. Um, it was I think it was actually in New Jersey. It was a wall or a, um, a Home Depot. Uh, this guy starts screaming at this lady because her her twenty two month old baby doesn't have a mask on its face, right. and it's yeah. it's, just, it's lunacy. It's and yeah. it's and what this has done. So let me, what this I'm has sorry. done beautifully, I think. What this has done demonstrated to the citizens who are awake, and there are millions of us, luckily. Yes. And more million, millions more are waking up and being red pilled by this whole thing. This has highlighted. The governors who are blatantly corrupt, the state houses that are blatantly corrupt and compromised, 
by the corruption and above them, and it shows that they are truly puppets to the globalist attempts to destroy the sovereignty of this nation and, and the sovereignty of each individual by tracking us and forcing us into mandating vaccines in certain states like Illinois, New York, and I, I'm sure they're going to try it in New Jersey if they haven't already. But here's the they thing. They shove that right up their ass. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to pass this 666 thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the thing is, is, you know, governors had 30 days of emergency power generally, and they have surpassed that by far. If all the citizens were to just simply wake up, say piss off, and go to work, and just ignore everything that, that, that gov governors and, and everybody in, in Washington, D.C. were attempting to do to us, their power would work. But, but even in that, even work. in that thirty days of power, though, the it does not become law, and it does not allow for the vibe. The Constitution does not become oblivious, and that's that is the biggest issue here. Is that forget how many days that they actually have in power. Bottom line is the Constitution of the United States cannot be violated under any circumstances, no matter what, including in a state of emergency like we have or it, it, it is any pandemic or anything like this is you still have to to abide by the constitution of the united states well, the well and i've heard a lot of people I'm sorry jeff the, the only time the constitution actually can be suspended is during martial law and that's never been declared so so at this point at this point um i think all bets are off because i think had where they're going to try this again in the fall Try to lock it. Yeah, yeah. we, we are not going Frank, Frank's been saying that from trying to shut down the schools. Uh, they're going to try try and shut everything down. They're going to try and, and do the you know the the tracing, the contact tracing, and and pulling people out of out of houses. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now, um, you know, you're the kind of guys. I'm the kind of guy. Jeff's the kind of guy. And there's millions upon millions of us just like us. Uh, you come to my house to remove my kids from my house. D d yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> so much ugly. Now, now we've now we've crossed now we've crossed the line, and there are going to be there are going to be a lot of bodies stacking. This is my this is my personal opinion because I've been super super stressed about that. This whole thing has been stressful, but the last couple weeks they're going to mandatory vaccines. They're going to start pulling you out of your house. They know that's a fucking exercise in futility. I mean, like Pat just said, there are too many woke folks. You start going into someone's house trying to take them out. Yeah. Me personally, I think that is part of the fear-based conditioning and part of the psyop. I don't think that that's ever really going to happen. But they're putting it in your brain that's possible. It could. And logistically, there's no way. Even Trump said, yeah, we're going to have the military help us out to do the fact. There's just logistically no way that can happen. But going back to something one of you guys mentioned, the psychological aspect of this. One of you guys said, you know, I want to be able to go home and have a, you know, go to the bar and, you know, have a burger. I mean, that's how, that's how people sometimes release, or even your girl, your gal having to go get nails. The freaking suicides are through the roof. There's more suicides in California. There, yeah, there's more, there's more suicides in California than there are corona victims. Domestic violence, people beat the shit out of their animals. That's what people are really going to start realizing later on down the line, the psychological impact of this. And let me ask you guys, I know you're not fortune tellers. We all have been dealing with this, and we're all frustrated as hell. One of you guys said, and I apologize, they, they've inverted reality in this new normal, something no one wants to deal with. How long do you think they're going to be able to push Americans like us until something happens? I, 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 I don't think it's much longer. I mean, I, I think that with what's going on in Texas, the salon owner in Texas, with the, the woman in Oregon, with what we're doing here, and the fact that, you know, I mean, we, we, when we started this, 
we had no idea the weight of what we were taking on. You know, we're, we're just two dumb gym owners and a nutrition store owner that actually want to get our, our, our community back up and running. Right. And um, I, I truly believe that actually when people have realized that, you know, people like ourselves have actually what we're fighting for and the, the letters that we've gotten from veterans that we do, we don't even know. Like it, we've only did this for a week and obviously we've been locked out since Friday. Who knows how much mail we're going to get, but you know, we got, we got letters and pictures of an 80, an 82 year old veteran of foreign war actually who painted us a picture and actually was talking about how we're heroes. And he painted a picture and it says darkness does not relieve the darkness. Only the light can take away the darkness and you two are truly the light. And this yeah, is coming from an 82 year old veteran. And it's like, and, I, and I'm not political. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because it's, it's made me realize that, you know, it's like, I, I think I said it before that somebody when I was younger, I believe it was Miss Stokes had said that, you know, if you're, if you're thinking of trying to solve a problem that can be solved in your lifetime, you're thinking too small. And, mm-hmm. and this is, I never really understood what that meant until this moment, because it's something that actually, it was always something to be an American. And, and it's been watered down and, and, and I, I hate this, I'm gonna use, you know, bad words, but you know, it's like when, when, you, when you look at, you know, when you inbreed dogs, you end up with a mad dog in the end, they keep inbreeding them together and it's just a nasty bitch you end up with. And actually, and that's what these politicians are. They're inbred politicians, it's been ingrained in their head over and over and over again. And they think they're above everything. And I, and I, and I truly believe that once, the, the the first governor falls and then the next governor falls that I that I truly believe that enough people are going to stand up that they're going to realize that they, they can't do what they're going to do. So I, I believe it's, it's it's a short period of time before any of that happens where enough of us are are willing to stand up and realize, OK, if we don't do this now, you know, the media asked me specifically on Tuesday morning. I was here early. There was like 15 cameras in front of me and they said, aren't, aren't you scared? I said, hell, yeah, I'm scared. But, I, but I'm more afraid to sit down and watch because my kids aren't going to have any rights. I got five children. And I'm, I'm a blended family. And if they have, they're not going to have any rights. And, and if I'm not a man enough to stand up, who the hell am I? Why even have kids? Right. You know, yeah. They're not going to have well, any rights. Memorial Day, Memorial Day was just a couple days ago. And, and the, the, the number of human beings, Americans, who have died to give us the freedoms that we suppose, we're supposed to have, um, the fact that, that – so many tens of millions of Americans are afraid to take a mask off, afraid to die. Look, none of our lives are worth the life of this nation. None of our lives. Not, yep, uh, none. Uh, Ten million of our lives are not, the wor- are not worth the life of this nation and not worth the freedoms that my kids are supposed to have. So that's the that's- thing that I tell people is, listen, listen, asshole. Um, look, at, look your kid in the eye. You tell them that you were too much of a fucking coward to stand up to the government and you threw their rights and their freedoms into the shitter because you were a chicken shit. And that's that, you know, I, I that's I've, I've reached the end of my rope. Also, you know, we're done playing games with the government, man. And people need to stand up and say, you know what? No, you can kiss my ass. You got you've got no no constitutional rights to do this whatsoever. That. Um... <laughs> I think, uh, you know, to, to, to piggyback off of what Frank said, I, I think I think that the fear that a lot of people have um, in, in terms of defying the government is, is something that they rely on in order to 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 get away with what they do get away with. 
you know, um, n- n- this is scary. I mean, it, it's scary to stand up to to somebody who is very clearly uh, a, a power hungry individual who who is not going to stop and, and who's going to pull out all the stunts uh, to crush us. But it's at the same time, it's invigorating once you once you see that there, a lot of their power is really just smoke and mirrors. You know, and especially in, 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 in the situation we find ourselves in now where people are really starting to pay attention, um, you know, and it's 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 snowballing very quickly. Um, and that goes for people on the right, people on the left, people in the center. People are starting to smell smoke and realize that there is fire somewhere. And, and though they may not understand the complexity of it, and I don't think any of us do, but but people smell shit. And they're, 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 they know where it's coming from. And one person stand, you know, we got the courage to stand by watching Shelly Luther, you know, in Dallas. I, I was watching her and me and Frank were talking about like, that chick's got some big balls, man. She's not backing down. <laughs> and, and we were thinking about it. And, and, you know, we spend a lot of time together. You know, we're partners. We, you know, we've, we've grown our business together. We spend, I spend more time with Frank than I do probably anybody else in my life. So we were talking about this and, and watching this sliding this slippery slope of, you know, a little bit of freedom here, a little bit of freedom there, a little bit of freedom there. And now all of a sudden we found ourselves in this position where, I mean, we didn't have any. And at that point, the decision to stand up does become very easy because it's, it's, if, if you're not willing to fight for your freedom, then you don't deserve it. Right. You know, yes. and that's, that I think was, was the hammer point that, that we had reached where enough is enough. And I, I really do believe that a majority of the population is starting to at least slowly wake up to that idea. Um, so I, I don't, I don't yeah. know how much time they have left, especially when you have it, just people coming at them from all angles. You know, you have a, a podcast like this with 2 million viewers. You got people going on, on Joe Rogan talking about it. Even, even if they're just, even if they're just kicking back and forth ideas and they're not, it's not a call to action. It's, People are starting to look at this stuff and say, "No fucking way!" Right, and, I, and that's, that's the thing. And that's the thing. You know, this whole thing is this. This has created tinder boxes all over the country. The whole country is a tinder box right now. Yes. And one of the one of the sparks that just went off happened with the killing uh, of of that man in Minneapolis. Crazy. Minneapolis. Absolutely crazy. crazy. The guy. The guy was cuffed up. Disturbing to watch. Totally, totally helpless. And, and that cop kneeled on his neck and killed him. Look, I've trained cops for 25 years. I've, I've, I've done a lot of contract work for different um, departments and, and military agencies, you know. So, you know, you've got these guys that, unfortunately, there's a few of them out there that are going to give give cops a bad name. But, dude, yep. it, it, Minneapolis blew up last night, man. They had that, yeah, they, 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 right, they, yeah, they big time. Rioting. And, you know, here's the thing. Americans, I knew that Americans would become dangerous once they realized they had nothing left to lose. And tens of millions of waking up and realizing that they have nothing to lose. And I'll just uh, equate that to to being in a fight. A fighter is never more dangerous than when he's hurt and has nothing left to lose. Absolutely. Truly becomes a dangerous animal. And that's where American citizens are right now. And this thing is about to go ass ass. Well, you want to know something I found really disturbing, other than the cop just, you know, killing that guy in broad daylight. Have nobody stopped him. It's almost a metaphor for what we're talking about. And one, several individuals watched another individual's human rights is completely being violated. And the one guy is fucking standing like, man, that's messed up. 
I run a jujitsu school. You're cutting off the blood flow to his head. Like, yeah, like, like, fuck it. do something, man. Like, I would, like, I would snatch that cop up. Seriously. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And again, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't want violence. None of us want violence, but they're going to push it to a point where we have no freaking choice. What is it? Uh, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent, violent revolution inevitable. I mean, to me, and I could be wrong, that was the metaphor for what we're seeing in a larger picture. No one wants to stand up for people's real human rights and they're willing to let somebody, you know, on video and commentate. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd, man. And something I wanted to bring up, you know, you know, you can fool some people sometimes, sometimes you can't fool all the people all the time. Not only are we looking at possible pushback against the government, we're looking at these freaking commissars out here, these contact tracers that you're going to come to my house and try to ask me where I've been and all that. Those are going to be the people on the front line, the fodder, essentially, that get this shit started, who think, you know, like Ralph Wiggum in The Simpsons, I'm helping. No, you're about to get yourself in work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strange. No, that's, strange that's, times. That's the truth. So now you guys are dealing with the governor over there and the powers that be. They've done some goofy, some goofy stuff to keep you guys out. Look, I, I can't believe that you guys haven't gathered, you know, a hundred thousand people at your gym and just opened your doors, even though they're locked. Well, we promised. We, I, I made a promise to my wife. You know, when he does, I, I made two promises. I said, if the first was that the day I decide to open the doors back up, I'm never closing them down, and, and unless they actually could put me behind bars for doing something criminal. And I also promised her that uh, that I wouldn't do anything that I know at the time was actually a criminal act. And actually, because the, even though we believe that everything is bogus as far as the violation of executive orders, there was a judge who actually upheld it in, in a, on last Friday for some reason who mandated that the locks be changed. And by the powers that be, somehow that is legal. And until we actually can decide it. I, I, and I, I made a point with my wife and I believe that right now, if we open up those doors that, you know, cause we have to break the locks, we have to do something that, that they actually, a judge mandated. So it's a, a judge mandate is different to me than these bullshit executive orders and those type of things, because, you know, it, at that point it, it technically was, was proven that it's, it's a legal ramification. So, I do it not. Was, it was legal to kill Dude, it was legal to kill. It was legal to kill Jews in Germany in the in the forties, bro. Just yeah. just because it's a law, just because a judge rules it's 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 legal doesn't mean it's morally uh, well, that, ethically correct. That judge also happened to be a former uh, state attorney general too. You know, so the, uh, the 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 dirty game of politics goes on. You know, um, and Murphy has. At first, Murphy weaponized the police force against us, you know, on opening day, um, you know, there was a video that went viral of the lieutenant of the local police coming up saying, you guys are all in violation. On that note, have a nice day. And that was very, that was very clearly his attitude. Um, and then 50 minutes later, he came back and served a summons which just so happened to be right before Murphy's press conference that day. You know, it, that's, and that was very clearly Murphy pushing that down on them. That was the prosecutor, the prosecuting you know, from the county, the prosecutor from the county mandated that they come in. And actually at one point, Murphy has, uh, Governor Murphy has said that if Belmar doesn't do their job, he will disband, he'll, he'll you know, get rid of the whole Belmar police force. So on, on top of that, they came the next day, and in addition to continually, continuously harassing us and making criminals out of us, they arrested one of our members, um, and they served citations to to about six or seven more or, or so. Um, and then they they know that these tactics are wrong because by Wednesday they stopped serving 
Frank and I summons because we would stand in front of the building publicly in front of media and they, they, accept called, for an appoint, they called for an appointment. So they, they resorted to mailing them to us because they, they know what they're doing is not right. Seriously, on Tuesday, the, the prosecutor for the county called our lawyer. Our lawyer said he's never heard of this before. The prosecutor of the county called our lawyer and asked, hey, when will Frank and Ian be available so we can bring their summons over? They basically called and asked for an appointment. Because they don't, they, they, they know what they're doing. To is give wrong. us our summons. They don't want to do it in front of the eyes of the media. So Wednesday, they did that. They started mailing us our summons. Um, and then they started using cameras that they set up in our parking lot to pull over our members down the road out of the eyes of the media to serve them summons once again. Uh, Wednesday, we fought back. We got that camera removed out of the parking lot. And again, we see the tactics start to shift. Murphy weaponized the police against us, and that wasn't working. So he moved on to the health department. On Wednesday, he, he took the, the health department, which again, all of these organizations, whether it's the police, whether it's the health department, uh, whether like, like the woman in, in Oregon who was threatened with DIFUS at her house, all of these organizations are designed to protect the public and they're being weaponized against the public to enforce the will of these governors. So he shifted to the health department and then in the middle of the night on Wednesday, put a health department violation on our door without ever having anybody from the health department contact us or step in the building. And somehow an hour after he actually said on national TV that he would actually send the health uh, department after us, the sewage in our, uh, our bathrooms actually, when we flushed the toilet, came up through the floors. And in a building that we actually haven't been in, basically only in and myself and some people helping us with renovating the gym for the last two months. And somehow it was backlogged with so much water coming back and actually blocked from the outside of the building to when the three different plumbing companies actually they had to come out to break the actual jam that was actually done outside. There was so much back water pressure and we're at the top of the hill that the, the sewage was shooting up in the air 10 feet for about 15 minutes. What? Like, like a they, were, they, were pumping water, they were pumping water at you guys. Somehow they it's, somehow it's the totally entire sewer system of our building actually was completely backed up and nobody else in the shopping center was affected by it. And it took what the plumbers four about four and a half, five four and a half hours. hours to five hours to actually get the blockage that was out there between the building and the street. And somehow it did not affect any other business. So you, yeah, it was sabotage, basically. Oh, absolutely. So, or, or it's a hell of a fucking coincidence. <laughs> and a hell of a big shit. No, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that, that citizens need to recognize when, when this thing, if ever, uh, goes back to even remotely close to normal, that we citizens cannot let up. We have to push the line back so far the other way. You know, in, I'll just refer to something as simple as a business license. Why do I need a business license? In the pursuit of, of life, liberty, and, and happiness. Why, because they want their money. I shouldn't have to have a license. That's my right. That's my constitutional right. You can take your license and shove it up here. Hey, tough luck. I pay my taxes. Go away, bro. Go. You know, that's the thing. Exactly. That's how far back we pushed this way back, way back the other way. If this if this has um, I mean, this this has taught Frank and I quite a bit, but it, if it has done anything to me personally, it has made me more of a libertarian than ever, because government has just gotten too big and, and, and they're, they've got their hands in too much. There's too much power dedicated to these individuals, a lot of whom we don't even have a choice to elect. Um, and there's too much going on 
behind the scenes for the American public to to and and that's our own responsibility. I think I think a large a large number of us got very complacent through the years. You know, when when things are good, we stop paying attention. You know, life is good. Everybody's got you know everybody's got their jobs, and we're focused on 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 the things that really matter to us. You know, like our families and our friends, and 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 you know the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. But I, I think one thing that we should all take away from this is is that it is important it is it is crucial to always be paying attention to what these people are doing um because when left unchecked this is this is how we wind up in these situations by by not paying attention to what government is doing you know and that doesn't mean that you have to watch c-span all day every day you know but we as a collective we all really need to start paying attention and, and educating ourselves and especially educating our children i know that's a that's a, a huge thing we have this next generation coming um of kids who they don't get taught this stuff in school you know i, I know when i was younger I, you know i'm 33 we were we were taught how government works you know we have a 15 year old at home and the only reason he knows is because he wants to go into the military and we're a military family um you know, but uh, a lot of his friends, they don't know anything about this. Right. And, and that's by design, dude. They're going after the kids. By design. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, they're weaponizing the kids without a doubt. And something, you know, a larger point, yes, we could easily elect, you know, get, kick these fuckers out. We're doing some of this stuff. But I don't remember the landslide victory that gave Bill Gates, you know, autonomy over world health policy or oh, Fauci. There's the biggest conspiracy. Are you kidding well, me? Well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of this he's is done by him. unelected bureaucrats. Sorry. Sorry. What did you say? I said he's already killed enough people in other countries with his, his vaccines. Yes, sir. Yeah. Forget yes, sir. about that. You know, so when we talk about the size of government, you know, just so people understand, there are more government employees, state government employees in the state of Illinois than there are private sector employees. That tells you how big that's insane in the state of that Illinois. Is, that is insane. That is government has gotten. It's 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 got to be it's got to be chopped down to size. The leg need to be chopped out from underneath government. And needs in to a be situation like that, I mean, it's scary because then government becomes the majority because all these people working in the government, none of them. And I, I can't blame them, you know, and, and especially we've had a lot of people uh, in all of this be critical of police, you know, and that's one thing that we've, we've, we've stayed away from because they are government employees. Uh, but when, when, you're, when you're working for the government, whether it, it, it's a police officer or even just something in, in the bureaucracy, when, when government gets to be that big, everybody's going to be on their side because they're all drawing their paychecks from them. Yeah, you know, yeah. these people that's are not going to. That's a scary thing for cops is, is, you know, look, they're really in a tough position. And like I said, I've trained cops for 25 years. I've trained. I think we have over a million end users because we, we teach the defensive tactics instructors from from departments all over the place. We'll gather in one site. We teach them and then they go out and teach their department. So we have over a million end users and those guys are caught between a rock and a hard place in this whole thing need to remember and as jeffrey said before hey you need to remind them there was something called the nuremberg trials and those officers those nazi officers those ss officers that were on trial what was their what what did they say while they were on on the stand jeff well yeah it's just i was just following orders right it wasn't me i was just following orders yeah. And again, you know, and, and every all everyone needs, needs to take stock who are enforcing these things. If this is, I mean, it's, it's black and white. There's really no ambiguity to it. If this is an unconstitutional, illegal order, you can't you can't enforce it, and people don't need to follow it. But 
you know, they do because there's a huge fear component. No one wants to go to jail. No one wants to really be the tip of the tip of the tip of whatever the tip of the uh, sword. And another thing I saw today, which just lets us know how there's a club and we ain't in it. Those senators who got pinched for selling off a lot of their stock before this happened, the DOJ just dropped those charges today. So, again, there's just no accountability. Not at all. Yeah. You but know, yet you get you go to jail because you want to open your bar or you want to open your spot. You go to yeah, you know it's, tomorrow, it's absolutely insane. We have sixteen citations in a in a four day period, you know. And, and, and again, war. again, just you know, don't even have to be a conspiracy theory. What does that What does that mean to you? What does that say? Not you guys, but what does that say to everybody? These guys just get to walk with trillions. Yet your little man or you know your small business owner or whatever gets pinched and fined, and you know businesses are gone in the Quad Cities. Pat, uh, forget the name of the bar, hundred nine hundred eight year old bar had to close. I mean, that's, yeah, that's one bar across, you know, across the country that's happening. Every, and again, going back to, it's not about race. Closing their business. And it's not, and again, when we can get easily so caught up in all those divisions, it's not about race. It's not about religion. It's not about politics because every, you know, there's unemployment, black, white, brown, yellow, small businesses are gone of black, white, brown, yellow, Christian, Muslim. I mean, it's across the board. They're fucking everyone, but they want to keep us divided and keep us in this powder keg. And like we were saying, you know, before this even went down, leading up to the 2020 election, we were already a powder cake divided and all these things they divided us on. Now you add this on top of it. Again, families are breaking up. People aren't talking. Where's your mask at? Get the hell out of my house. This is just another another level of division, which, again, you know, God love anybody who's had to deal with this, but very little. I mean, it's a 99.9 survival rate. This is not about the virus well, anymore. I, I just lost my mother to this on Tuesday. That's I terrible. Bro. And nobody else has it. She got it in the hospital. So, trust me, I take this very seriously. But my my, I have five. I'm a blended family with five uh, teenage children: two 15 year olds, two 18 year olds, and a 20 year old. And we did not practice uh, social distancing. We practiced what I would call safe socialization. And I let my kids have friends over. I've had friends over. I had a poker game. My wife is a pediatric emergency room nurse. She was around it all the time. We came home. My mother interacted with us. We did everything together. And I was able to keep her safe. She went into the hospital on April 19th with diverticulitis and was COVID negative. Wow. My, 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 my mother got it in the hospital. Wow. Mr. Murphy couldn't protect her with his thing. So he, he, he's barking up the wrong fucking tree right here if he thinks I'm going to back down. Because I, I was able to protect my mother by safe socialization, not by his fucking bully tactics and everybody actually quarantining at home and those type of things. And, and, and my, my mother got it in the hospital. Wow. And I wish now, I had they, never, wish I had never taken her to the hospital. I'm sorry? Did they put her on a respirator? No, my mother actually is a DNI, DNR, and a no artificial feeding tube. And um, since she actually was diagnosed on actually, she went to a, she was going to be released from the hospital um, eight days after going in. So that would have been on, uh, I believe it's April 27th, that Monday. And um, but she was weak because she hadn't walked uh, much in, in the eight days that she was in there. So they, they sent her across the street to uh, the rehab facility as part of the actual hospital to increase her strength for activities of daily living since we're not there 24 hours a day. So she could take care of herself on Friday, May 1st. They uh, they called us and said, you know, no alarm. We just want you to know that we're testing all the patients for COVID. And I said, OK, no big deal. And then uh, Sunday morning, uh, May 3rd, they called us. And they said, unfortunately, your mother is COVID positive and she is the only one in the entire rehab facility that is COVID positive. So she got that. And then um, by uh, Saturday, uh, May 9th, my mother was uh, non-responsive um, to anything. And 
And then I had I had to make the decision because I was a power of attorney, and she had a you know a DNI DNR and a no feeding tube on uh, and Friday the fifteenth. I actually had to uh, make the decision to put her in hospice palatial care, and then um, Saturday they uh, gave us an opportunity all of us um, to for one hour we could put on PPEs and go in and say our say our goodbyes. And uh, my brother hates me now because he thinks I'm a selfish prick because I had to I had to decline to go in and say goodbye to my mother. Because if I had done that, I'd have to self-quarantine for 14 days and wouldn't be able to finish this fight. And she would kill me if I didn't finish this fight. Yeah. And uh, and then she passed on uh, Tuesday morning at 6.55. So if anybody takes this virus more serious than I do, I'll be surprised. And when I talk about the everything that we've actually, every step that we've taken within our gym to actually, to as much as 100%, as close as you can get to 100% guarantee that actually we can provide a safe atmosphere for our people to come in and actually, you know, whether it's somebody just trying to, you know, be a better athlete, somebody just trying to clear their head, somebody who suffers from PTSD, that's actually a way of life, somebody who is a drug addict that actually is the only way that they can stay sober, everything, those type of things, or, or, or just a recreational person is just is what they like to do. We're, we have actually set guidelines and, and parameters that actually, um, I, I believe that every 70-year-old person out there with a compromised immune system could come to our facility and actually be safe and, and not be, you know, have a, any any increased risk of actually getting COVID. Well, guys, yes. look, man, this, is, this, is, this has been a very powerful, uh, very, thank you for joining us. And this has been a very powerful, powerful podcast, one of the most powerful, without a doubt, we've ever had. And you guys, both patriots and, and both love your country, obviously, and and love your community as we all as we all do and we're fighting for the survival and sovereignty of of our nation of each state of each community and each person each personal sovereignty that that we're god-given right inalienable rights and so what i want you guys to do is i want you to share you know how people can contact you um, i know you guys have a, probably have a gofundme you know we want to send all of our listeners there to to donate to your legal defense man we want to we want to be able to help crush the Crush the powers that be with you guys. We uh, we 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 appreciate first of all you you bringing us on. Um, it's 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 important to get uh, this information out uh, and share share our you know our viewpoint and and let others kind of make their own decisions based upon uh, other something other than than mainstream media um, hit pieces. Um, so we really appreciate that and we appreciate the support. Uh, you can find us. Um, on Instagram, Attilis Jim Belmar. That's A T I L I S B E L L M A W R. Um, Attilis Jim Belmar. Uh, you can find my personal Instagram where we post a lot of the stuff, and that's Ian Smith Fitness. I A N S M I T H Fitness. Um, and then we have a, a Facebook page, which is just the Attilis Jim Belmar. That's where you can find us. We, uh, we, we stay on social media, posting updates about what's going on quite frequently. Um, and you can find links if you want to, uh, to help us. Uh, the, the links are, are there as well. Ian, both you guys, um, I'm praying for you guys, man. I'm praying for my country and for everybody that, that, uh, that's out there fighting like you guys are. And I tell you what, I can't tell you how much courage you guys are showing the rest of the country. And ultimately, what we have to remember in this fight is that we are going to succeed. I don't care whether I live through this or not, but it's going to succeed. 
and and succeeding. Look, on the other side of this thing, there's going to be an emotional letdown. There's going to be a lot of uh, almost uh, the backside of the roller coaster because this is the most intense fight any of us in this nation have ever seen in our lives. So I want everybody to understand that. I want everybody to understand what happens after a fight because I've been in a million fights and I know what happens on the backside of it mentally and emotionally and spiritually. So I want you guys to understand that we're praying for you and be prepared for, for the victory. Prepared for the victory and what happens after that and stay on top of these assholes in government. All of us stay on top of them and, and like I said, bring them to heel. So Jeff, I will you know, never shut down again. There you go, brother. That's what that, yep. Ever. There you go. Jeff, I will never Jeff, shut down again. What you got to say, Jeffrey? Yeah, I just, uh, I feel for you, Frank, man. That's, uh, sorry about your mom. And I know that story is playing out so, all over. Toughest, toughest thing I've ever been. You can, if you had written this movie, I tell you, there's no way it would be true. You know, and it's just like, it, it, it it's, but it's not just fighting with me. You know, and that's, I'm trying to look at it that way. And it's by far the toughest thing I've ever been through. And you know what? I, it's, it's worth fighting for. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, I, uh, we've been told by, by veterans, you know, wounded warriors that, that we saved their lives. Yeah. And we don't, we don't deserve that. You know, we're just, we're just two guys that fighting for, you know, our, our rights and everybody else's rights. And I, 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 I was naive enough to think that I thought there was, you know, everybody was almost the same as us. You know, it's just like, as I've always said that there's not a, a human being that scares me. And I guess at this point I've proved it, you know, <laughs> as far as that goes. But yeah. Well, you've made the yeah. choice to, you know, we talked about, man, you made the choice to live I, on your I just wish that everybody would stand up. As well. yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it just, I, I just hope everybody can follow through and, and, not just take our example, just just, stand, just, just up. stand up for yourself. Take it, if every one of us could take care of our little part of the world and we'll all be better. Yes. You know, it's just, it's, it's that simple. You know, it's just like, you know, fight, fight for something you believe in and, and don't give up. You know, it's just like, you know, the craziest part I explained to my wife is like our, our kids' lives have changed forever because the, the dad's the crazy motherfucker without the beard that's taking on the, uh, the, the government. You know? <laughs> But it's just, but it's the truth, you know, it's just, um, we, we never set out to, for this to become as big as it has gotten, but, um, wouldn't change it for the world, wouldn't change it for the world now because, um, you know, I, I thanked his mom the other day when we were setting up on Sunday night and we were getting ready, like we were to the point where we were threatened by, I, I had gotten, you know, threats told by, um, people in the higher ups that the governor Murphy had told the state police that, um, under no circumstances were Ian Smith and Frank Trombetti supposed to be seen with the media, um, uh, the police, and the the protesters and or supporters at the same time. So in not trusting anybody, um, we actually hunkered down and bunkered down inside the gym. Actually, we got all of our volunteers who wanted to help us on, on Sunday night, and we got in there, and we took, if you're used to training with the big chains, we took big chains with padlocks and chained ourselves inside the room inside the thing and I, I i thanked his mom for for everything she says what are you thanking me for i said because you had this son with the other set of balls that i fucking needed to stand up because nobody fucking did and she and she laughed about it but it's the truth because there were other people who were supposed to stand with us and 
and they as soon as we went public, they they all grew vaginas in their buttholes puckered. And you know, it's just like and we looked back and we 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 were the only ones left standing and and it, the scary part is we had no idea the weight that we would have to put on our shoulders for that because we didn't at least I know I didn't comprehend um that there weren't enough this a lot of people out there that were willing to do this and fight for this. And that's where, you know, it's like for every hater there's 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 a million people that love us. And uh, you know, for those haters out there, I'd say, you know what, then then just sit at home, be scared and collect your check and leave me the fuck alone. Cause if you're not willing to stand up now, I don't want to ever hear you complain about anything ever again in your fucking life. That's simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, so I, guys, I, man, can't, man. I can't thank Go you ahead, guys Jeff. enough, man. Yeah. No, I just said I can't thank you guys enough, man. You guys are definitely setting an incredible example that hopefully many, many people will follow, man. And eternal thanks, man. There's no words to even say it because, yeah. you know, we thank need more you guys like you, man. Opportunity in this platform. You know, it's just, a doubt. And Frank, look, again, Frank Trombetti, Ian Smith, you know, of Attila's gym. Look, I'm looking forward to coming out there and throwing some steel around. Hell yeah, we can even spar if you like. I like I like physical contact too. I like I like I like that. I'm not gonna do a front kick though. I do a nice round kick, take out a joint. <laughs> I'll be I'll be over with the weights. You guys, when you're done, you can come over and join me. I don't wanna. I've been punched in the face enough by by Murphy, so uh, I'm just gonna I'll be over by the weights. But you're welcome anytime. Anytime. I I'd, be, I'd be more than happy gentleman. to be the to be the water boy. Yeah. I'd be more than happy. Yeah, <laughs> but before we go, champ. Before we go, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we have had some awesome new news. If you guys don't like the interwebs, we are on Dish TV, Dish Network. So if you guys go to Dish Communities or on uh, Dish, yeah, Dish Communities, just search for the Conspiracy Farm, and you will find us doing our thing on Dish TV. Thanks to our boy uh, Kelly Jeffries for getting us hooked up with that. But uh, trying to move on up in the world. Yeah, we're going to blow this thing up, going going straight to TV and bypassing all the garbage on Facebook and Twitter, getting getting uh, getting banned and, and shadow banned and everything else. We're going straight to TV. We're just going to I got sh- I got shadow those. banned this morning. I feel like I feel like I finally made it. I feel like I finally made it. <laughs> That's <laughs> Welcome awesome. To the club, brother. And thank you again, gentlemen, and and for all you people out there in that area in New Jersey and Belmar. Look, Get out there, uh, support these guys, man. Have some courage. Stand up. And grow some, grow some, grow some hair on your balls. And uh, let's let's be Americans together. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, guys. All right, champ. That was awesome. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and all them love. Stay tuned. Of course, there will always be more.